The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is Christy Ray Noble, a trainer who has had tremendous success in the last couple of years. This past year in harness racing, she finished 29th in all of North America, with the men included as far as the number of wins for the season. In the Buckeye State, Christy Noble was the number one woman trainer with 100 wins in her background last year. Joining us on the broadcast, Christy Ray, it's a pleasure being with you today. Thanks, Roger. You too. Let's go way back to the early days even maybe before you remember, has your family always been involved in harness racing? Yes, as long as I can remember and then some. My my father was actively in racing um, when I was growing up, as long as my uncle and some great uncles. Um, And then before that, my great, both of my great grandfathers were involved in harness racing, uh, Lester Snyder. So it's all I remember is my family being in harness racing. Born and raised in Batavia, New York. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. What were your first remembrance of the horses and harness racing? I was in the barn every day that I could ever remember. I was standing on the fence. That was the time I was old enough to walk watching the races and I just couldn't wait till I could go in the paddock and take care of the horses on the day that they race that I took care of all week long. It used to be all I thought about, all I ever wanted to do and all I I couldn't wait to do. Did you ever want to be a driver? I never really I never really thought about that and it didn't really spark my interest. I don't think that I have uh, ever had the enough confidence to be out there and do that. Did you ever imagine that you would have a stable of horses that would win $1,362,578 in a single year? No, I don't think that I ever could have, have imagined that. I'm just uh, from a really small town. I do have, you know, that harness racing background, but I always raced at Buffalo Raceway and Batavia Downs my whole life, and we always had a really small stable of cheap horses, so I could never have imagined that I would be where I am today. In your career, you've got 174 wins as a trainer. Last year, 100 uh, in 2020. Horses that you've trained have won 2 million four thousand five hundred and thirty two dollars as we said uh, you finished 29th in north america and that includes the men and that's quite a record for a young lady uh, from batavia new york now a resident of green county in xenia ohio yes yes it is that's a great accomplishment especially since i'm really i'm only 34 years old and i'm only in my i'd say my fifth year of really specifically training so i could never imagine i'm very blessed that to have the horses that i have and my husband and the staff behind me to put up them numbers 
one thing that's been added to the busy schedule of a trainer of a stable of 25 horses is a six-month-old baby boy by the name of Nash. Has that kind of changed the operation? He has. He's definitely changed the operation. Um, I Usually now I don't go to the track very much at nighttime. I'm in the barn all day long, all morning, all afternoon, sometimes till early evening. So when I get done at the barn, I come home to him, and that's my time with the baby. And I let my crew, I trust my crew, and they can handle the racetrack with Dan and race, getting the horses race most of the time. Now, you train at the Green County Fairgrounds there in Xenia. Is this uh, more difficult, or is it uh, easier if you were at a training center? Or what's, what's the problem with training at a county fairgrounds? I'd say that there are the two of the main problems are uh, one being help um, employees. It's really difficult to get employees when you're at a fairgrounds um, for a couple different reasons. One, just being location, um, people having to drive a while to work every day to and from, and second, or having a good a good mode of transportation. And the second big problem being track maintenance. We don't have a track crew. The horsemen that are stable there are more dependent on the equipment that we have, and we have to work the track ourselves. So it can be a little difficult sometimes if fairgrounds just doesn't have the money to get the proper equipment and people not pitching in, and especially during these winter months, it's really difficult sometimes. With a stable of 25, how many two-year-olds are you training this year? Uh, this year, we have 10 two-year-olds at this moment. Is anybody stepping to the forefront? Uh, we do have, there is a, quite a few, there's a handful of them that we really like. Right now, I'm probably going to have to say that we have a Trot and Colt that we bought out of the select sale. Um, there's myself and Dan, and we have four other partners on the Colt. Uh, his name's Bamboo. He's a long tom. And right now, he's probably looking like the nicest thing that we are training at this moment. Do you prefer training the, the young horses or do you like the race horses better? I have always liked the race horses better, but since me and Dan have really uh, increased the size of our operation, he's kind of been leaning more towards the young ones and I've kind of been following suit. And I would say that now I've totally changed my outlook i really like the young horses i like seeing them develop and when one of them happens to turn out it's really rewarding you know uh we keep saying dan and everything and of course as most of you know it's dan noble that we're referring to and he's off to a great uh, year as well as a driver uh listed in the top 10 for wins early on in the season yeah, he's having a great year so far. Uh, we really can't complain. We had a he had a couple really good mounts in the series that were run at Miami Valley that are still being run. So that credited a lot to it. And he's just right now he's on the top of his game. He's driving with the best of them. That's a tough colony at Miami Valley. One thing I was going to get to when we were talking to employees, and I kind of got ahead of myself. Um, What's your feeling on men and women as far as the horses? I've always had the feeling that, that a, uh, a woman connects more with the horses than the men do. 
you feel that's true? I I honestly feel that it's, of course, we probably love on them more and spoil them more, but I feel like it's more geared towards the specific horse. For example, um, I'm sure everybody's heard of Big Bad Jane. <laughs> Me and Dan mm-hmm. have had her in our stable our whole, her whole life. She's never left us. She hates women. She does not like women. She prefers men. She even me still to this day, half of three four days a week still. She runs me right out of the stall. She don't want to see me. She actually has. I have a gentleman that works for me. She has a man groom, and she's she loves that. She does not like women. Uh, that seems though, to me at least, it's in the minority because. I've I've seen some horses that wouldn't let the the, the man in the state in the little uh, barn. Right, yeah, yeah, and she probably is in the minority. I would say we spoil them more, but I would say that it's all geared towards the specific horse it, themselves. You know, you've got one owner that has been with uh, Dan for a number of years, and his dad Chip had horses for Sandra Burnett of. Uh, I believe well, it is Wilmington, Ohio, and she's got a horse, of course, that a lot of people uh, saw last year. And uh, how is that uh, three-year-old champion turning four, uh, Ocean Rock, doing this season? Uh, he just, I uh, mean, we qualified him. Me and Dan qualified him oh, about a month ago, at Miami Valley, um, and recently, two weeks ago, we just sent him out. East, he's in the Nancy Tactor stable for the summer. They staked him to a lot of big dances this year, and we just thought that without the stress of shipping all over the countryside, that it would just be better just to send him out there for the summertime. And he qualified yesterday at the Meadowlands. That uh, not a bad choice as far as trainers, because he was the trainer of the year in 2020. Nancy Tactor, and uh, uh, she was the hot trainer last year nationwide. Correct, and not not only that, but I know that that we know that there we're not going to have to worry about his care, and he's going to have every opportunity to perform on the Grand Circuit with the best horses. He's going to get it. Uh, who's will Dan go out and drive him, or uh, will that'll be up to Nancy? Right now, we've enlisted Tim Tietrich, and we hope that he sticks with him most of the year. Um, and then if Dan does get the opportunity um, and it doesn't conflict with some of the other dates that we have um, during the summer, I'm sure he will drive him a few times. But Timmy's kind of committed to him for the year, we hope. <laughs> he qualified him yesterday. Is it an advantage that Dan drives uh, for your stable? Uh, other uh, women trainers I've talked to, and their husbands are not drivers. I would think it's a big advantage that Dan is uh, the driver. It's definitely it's a huge advantage. You know, we work with them whether it be me or him on a specific day. We work with them all all week long. So to know them in and out, and to have you know we have that extra edge of i know the horses like the back of my hand and so does he and we can communicate and get the best out of the horse as a trainer your job entails a lot more than just uh, working with the horses uh, you're also the stable manager and bookkeeper as well almost 
Correct. I do it all. Order to order and feed, to setting up appointments for the blacksmith or the vet or paperwork, uh, doing all the numbers and billing. I do it all that. You enjoy it? I do. Uh, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming when our numbers get a little up there. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy it. When I find myself when we get when we're kind of down on horses sometimes, we fluctuate like every other stable. But when we're down, sometimes I get a little bored because then I don't have enough to do. I'm used yeah. to go, 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 go. I have so much on my plate that when I don't, I get everything done, I get, I get a little antsy. Do you, do you get away and take a vacation every once in a while? We do, and we are definitely, we didn't get to take one. We usually take one around Christmas time the last three, four years, and we did not this year because I was pregnant. <laughs> so and we did not get to take one this past year, but we are definitely going to make sure that we get to do it in 21. Everybody has a bucket list, something that they want to accomplish in their lifetime. What's on your bucket list? Oh, I think on my bucket list, I would love to have an Ohio bred horse race at the jug. And I think that would be, and I know I'm not from Ohio, but I've been here long enough, and my husband and all my family's here, and we've been really close a couple years in these last two or three years, and I would love to accomplish that. Just to race in that prestigious race would be amazing. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 